Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to In Real Life with Evan Halpern. I am Evan Halpern. We have a little bit of a shorter episode today, you guys. We're going to be going over the Fox News switch-up for the first time in seven years since the introduction of Trump into the presidency. Fox News is switching up how everybody is, or the, the slot that everybody is in, and this is mainly because Tucker Carlson was fired slash left, and we're going to talk a little bit about why that was. I'm going to read an article for you guys by a man named Jeremy W. Peters in the New York Times, and what he has to say about it. And then we're going to go to Tucker Carlson, uh, his Twitter feed, and we're going to look a little bit at that and all that and more today. So without any other ado, we're going to go to this news article by Jeremy W. Peters uh, on the New York Times, or as Mark Levin would call it, the New York Slimes, and it is titled, Jesse Waters to fill Tucker Carlson's old slot as Fox shuffles in primetime lineup. Fox primetime ratings have consistently been in the highest in cable news, but have fallen off by roughly one-third since the network took Mr. Carlson off the air. And the reason that they've been the highest is most likely because if you are a leftist or looking for a liberal view to watch for that night, you can watch NBC, CBS, ABC, CNN. You can watch almost anything, but if you are looking for a right-side point of view, Fox News is really the only place you can go. So they kind of funnel in all the viewers. That's why they, they normally do have the most ratings. However, they have been falling significantly continuing since Tucker Carlson left. And the moves include permanently filling the 8 p.m. slot, which was Tucker Carlson's, with Jesse Water. It has been vacant for almost two months, uh, starting in April. And the changes will result in the promotion of two rising stars, I'm reading now, at the network, Jesse Waters, whose show will move to 8 p.m. from 7 p.m., and Greg Gutfield, who has been hosting an 11 p.m. comedy and current events program that regularly draws higher ratings than late-night rivals like Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Kimmel because the writing rooms of those two gentlemen absolutely suck. When they riff and they are truly comedians, they can get a chuckle out of you, but other than that, the tired talking points that they try to push through unfunny jokes lead to less ratings. Mr. Gutfield's show will now be at 10 p.m. Laura Ingram, who has hosted a 10 p.m. program, will be kicked by Greg Gutfield to 7 p.m., occupying the hour that Mr. Waters has been post Mr. Waters has been hosting, and Sean Hannity, a mainstay at Fox News since its early days, will remain in his 9 p.m. slot. So Sean Hannity's the only one not moving, and I think the reason why they're really throwing everybody around is just to get some buzz, get people like me and other talking heads talking about it so that they get higher ratings because their ratings have <laughs> have taken a drop significantly. Fox's primetime ratings have consistently been in the highest in cable news but have fallen off roughly one-third since the network took Mr. Carlson off the air. His departure followed a string of public relations headaches and legal problems stemming from both his offensive commentary on and off the air and a lawsuit from former producer claiming that he had enabled a toxic workplace. In April, shortly before canceling Mr. Carlson's show, Fox News and its parent company settled a defamation lawsuit by Dominion Voting Systems for $787.5 million. So that's 
big lawsuit. And what happened was, in that lawsuit, Tucker Carlson's private text messages came out, and these led to his leaving slash being fired. So the article reads... Uh, some of Mr. Carlson's private text messages became public during the case, including some in which he attacked network colleagues, denigrated former President Donald Trump, and said he did not believe that the results of the 2020 election were materially affected by voter fraud. So we're going to go through those one by one. Uh, him attacking network colleagues, people sometimes don't like who they work with, and sometimes they tell people that they don't work with problems within work where they dislike somebody. What's the problem with that, ladies and gentlemen? I'm going to pause and let you answer because I personally have, have no problem with that. If he wants to text, I don't know, his mom and go, I hate my producer or whatever, so what? Or if he wants to go text his best friend Hey, Greg Gutfield made a joke that I didn't like today. You want to go get a beer and talk about it? I hate him so much. There's, there's no problem with that, ladies and gentlemen, especially because these were private text messages that came out during a lawsuit. And then he denigrated former President Donald J. Trump. Some people dislike Trump. Some people like Trump. Denigrating Mr. Trump, President Trump. Is, is not a big deal. I am not taking exception to it. People have different opinions. People are allowed to voice their opinions. And then this last one, uh, he said he did not believe that the results of the 2020 election were materially affected by voter fraud. So materially affected is, is a um, very uh, broad term. Elections can be decided by one vote. So is just one vote materially affected? Or is... 300 materially affected or what number means materially affected that's just a very broad statement it doesn't carry much water personally i do think that there was a little bit of foul play that went on now does that mean that biden didn't win no it just means that there was absolutely voter fraud sorry no voter fraud most safe and secure election i apologize moving on one especially damaging text was set off a crisis at the top of the Fox Corporation expressed inflammatory views about violence and race. So he texted somebody, that's not how white men fight. There was almost no context in that. That by itself doesn't sound good, but it also doesn't sound bad. That's a very weird text to send, to be quite honest. There is no context behind that, so I can't decide and Mr. Peters can't decide whether that's offensive or damaging can't decide anything without the outside so something I was taught in like a video for context if you, you see a clip that something is said 30 seconds in either direction and watch it and then either the person double downs on what they said or they, they give context surrounding it. Now, we don't have that, so we really can't draw any conclusions into what this text meant. Yet he left anyways, slash the And then he went, Mr. Carlson made his own show. And on June 6th, he posted his first show, which got 119.3 million views. His second two days later got only 60 million. And I'm going to say only because 
they did drop a little bit and they kept dropping a little bit. However, anything in the millions is a huge amount of views that only some people could dream of getting. And then episode 3, 102.9 million views. Episode 4, 31.7 million views. Episode 5, 15.9 million. And then episode 6, which we made four days ago, 28.2 million. And the first three episodes on the days that we were posted, or possibly only the one and the third, the one, the ones that got over 100 million interactions and views, they, by themselves, outrated the Fox conglomerates for that day. And then there's this man, Justin Wells, who Tucker Carlson seems to be retweeting a lot. And Justin Wells is a the former EP and VP of Tucker Carlson. Tonight, today, slash originals. Tonight, slash, today, slash originals on Fox News. And this makes me think that possibly something is in the mix with this man, Mr. Wells, and Mr. Carlson. And maybe he will be back on television sometime soon. And then we're going to look at some of the latest poll numbers between Republicans and then between Republicans and Biden. So a poll by NBC, uh, 2024 Republican presidential nomination. Trump lead and 29 points. Trump 51 points. DeSantis with 22. Pence with 7. Nikki Haley with 4. Scott with 3. Christie with 5. Our uh, boy Vivek runs 3. And he's been killing it lately. I would just like to say he was on some more things and just such a well-spoken and such great ideas that can be put into action rather easily and he's kind of at the bottom with three but I think that once all these I, I think that's because it's kind of by name you know, DeSantis is in the news a lot Trump president obviously in the news a lot Mike Pence his name is known Nikki Haley's name is known a little bit Chris Christie was the governor of New Jersey. Your name is known. These new people that are kind of coming in have a little bit less of the name recognition. So now, where most people, obviously not you guys, are ignorant to what's going on and who has what ideas, the numbers are not really what they are. And once people hit, start hitting the debate trail a little bit more, and then eventually the de- or sorry the um, the presidential trail a little bit more and then eventually the debate stage these numbers will even out to what they really are and then we had three the second was a general election with trump versus biden the two leading nominees only in which they had biden leading by four in the general election of desantis versus biden in which they had a tie so th- that kind of interaction is is weird because trump is destroying everybody in every poll with just Republicans. However, you find that with people, Trump is not destroying the Democratic nominees as much. And this is because he's such a polarizing figure, right? This is because the people in the middle don't want to move over to the right to follow Trump because he's brash, the things he says. Personally, I think he is a great president and is a great nominee for the president. However, I do understand that he turned some people off, and this is something that could come back to bite him, especially if he gets the nomination. However, someone like DeSantis, 
who people are really scared of, yada, yada, yada. The people that are actually informed and that are in the middle have a much higher chance of voting for someone like DeSantis because he is a lot calmer and a lot less offensive. And then in South Carolina, the Republican presidential primary, Trump is killing. And there's some other polls. So those those first three were at by NBC. But the same thing is happening. Yahoo did a poll. Trump's killing 24 points. Emerson did a poll 38 points. And then the Democratic presidential nomination, this was a poll done by Emerson. Biden is 73 points. Kennedy is 15. And Williamson is 3. Kennedy is climbing, however. Kennedy is doing a lot better than I expected because I expected the Democratic Party to just kind of back Biden no matter what. The dude's old. He obviously has some issues going on with his brain and with his speech. However, I expected everybody to just back him. Kennedy is clawing his way up there. He, he was on Joe Rogan. Um, Tucker Carlson actually did talked about him a little bit in a, in a positive way. He's doing a lot better than I originally thought, not because he can't do well, just because Biden is already the president. And there was, Emerson did a general election between Trump and Biden and DeSantis and Biden. And in Emerson's, Biden beat Trump by one and beat Biden by six. So we're getting different numbers. And this this is why I think that these numbers right now don't mean as much because people have not hit the, the trail as hard and has, have not hit the debate stage as hard. And it, while it is getting closer and closer, the election, that is, it's still a year and a half out about. And so people have not really started to pay attention. And so these sections that are being polled don't really know what they're talking about. In Montana, Trump is beating all the other Republicans by almost 23 and even CNN says Trump is beating almost all the Republicans by 21. And so what you see is a bunch of different numbers that all say basically the same thing, which is that right now the nomination is Trump. If the vote was today, Trump would get the nomination. I wholeheartedly believe that. And then it's really a toss-up of, first of all, is Biden going to hide in his office and not debate and not come out and not start talking. And secondly, can Trump offend everybody all that little bit less? Because, to be honest, we saw this in 2016 when Trump won. Excuse me, when Trump won. Hillary dropped the football multiple times. Trump threw... I, I saw Bill Burr say this perfectly. Trump threw 20 interceptions and somehow Hillary still managed to lose. And I truly believe that's really what it was. Trump did a lot better than everybody thought. However, I still truly believe that Hillary, if she was not as horrible of a person as she is, could have easily won the presidency and been the first woman president. Now, while I don't have a problem with a woman being president, it should not have been her. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen, to the 11th episode of In Real Life with Evan Halpern. I'm going to start putting links in the description of all my sources. I'm going to start that right now. Have a good day.